0: good morning morning. a very warm welcome to our service of worship on this second sunday in advent i'd like to especially welcome anyone who's visiting today or worshiping with us for the first time Uh, we have tea and coffee after the service to which everyone is warmly invited and you go through the door on my left along the corridor to the hall at the end for that well today is also our christmas gift service and we're receiving gifts um, for this year for the precious Trust and uh, you can see the, the gifts there. Um, if you've brought gifts and you still to uh, put it on the table, you can do that after the service and uh, thank you uh, to everyone who has uh, given so generously uh, already to that. Thank you. And So as we gather here to worship God, may we all know God's loving presence here with us. God's Word says, without question, this is the great mystery of our faith. Christ was revealed in a human body and vindicated by the Spirit. He was seen by angels and announced to the nations. He was believed in throughout the world and taken to heaven in glory. So let's worship God as we sing our first carol today, Infant Holy, Mission Praise number 342. Amen. Let's come now to God in prayer. Let's pray. (coughs) Eternal God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus is the name we want to honor today. When the right time came, you announced the birth of your Son through the appearance of angels, speaking words of great joy and peace for all peoples, this day we come to worship and praise you for sending your only son into our world to bring us peace, joy, and hope. We remember how you announced to Mary through the angel Gabriel of the coming of Jesus with your words of peace and blessing, and in a dream reassured Joseph concerning Jesus' birth. Lord, help us this day to know your peace in our hearts. If we are upset or anxious or feeling burdened or afraid, help us leave our concerns with you because you care for us. Help us to know how much you love us and how much you have already given to us through Jesus, who came to save us from our sins and bring us life and hope. Forgive us for all that we have said or done or thought, which has gotten the way of our love for you and our love for one another. Cleanse us and renew us by your most Holy Spirit that we might know the freedom and joy of your love in our hearts and share that love with the world around us for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I'm going to invite Rosie to come and lead us in the next part of our Christmas story.
1: All right, well done everyone for coming this morning. Did you swim? or <laughs> I quite like her. A motorboat or something like that that would be really good now well i wonder what's in the bible this morning Ribbon, would you like to open the bible do you want like to pull the pull that string yes. pull it pull it pull it well done all right let it go Oops. and open it up open up, open up and oh. what have we got in here what is that what is that take it out hold it up thank you do you know what that is Know what that is it's an angel that was the angels that you think you made yes. right recently and they've been up in the tree. The yeah, up in the sky. that's right. The angels were up in the sky. I'd like to tell you a, yeah, it's so sparkly isn't it? Yeah yeah it's a really big tree <laughs> And lots of big trees well I would like to tell you a story and there's an angel in it. So we're carrying on from the story about Mary and Joseph. And one night Joseph was asleep and he had a dream and he saw an angel who spoke to him. Mary is going to have a very special baby and the baby is going to be God's own son and you must call him Jesus. And Joseph loved Mary. He was happy to marry her and help look after the special baby. The Roman emperor wanted to find out how many people lived in the country where Mary and Joseph lived. So he ordered everybody to travel back to the place where they had been born. Mary and Joseph went on a very long journey from their home to a town called Bethlehem. Mary was very tired. Her baby would be born soon, but lots of other people had got there first. All the hotels were full. There was nowhere for Mary and Joseph to stay, but a kind hotel keeper let them rest in his stable. And that is where Jesus, God's son, was born. So today, I would like us to think about Jesus being the Son of God. And Jesus has lots of different names. And today we're thinking about, in the Advent candle, about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. But another name that Jesus has is Emmanuel. And he has so many different names, we don't really understand, do we, sometimes? But Emmanuel means son of God. He is God's son and he's come to earth to save us. Okay, let's uh, do the candle this morning. Right. Here we go. We're going to light another candle today. No, no. do you want to see the candle? Look, the l- this is the c- <laughs> from last time. We're going to have another light. Getting there. there we well done, thank you. So two candles the second week of Advent. And have a look at the back of your sheets and you'll see what I'm going to be reading and we'll have a prayer. So today we light the second candle of the Advent crown. This is the candle of peace. We use this light to remember Jesus was born as the Prince of Peace. May we receive God's peace as we listen to Jesus' words from John's Gospel. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Let's pray. Dear God, As we prepare to celebrate Jesus' birth, help us to know your peace in our lives. Bring your peace to our families, to our communities, and to the countries of our world. For Jesus is our peace. Amen. Right, let's go on to the, the children's hymn, which is we have the words up please because I can't really remember them but it's the twinkle twinkle remember the twinkle twinkle so we need our fingers thank you so we'll go through it twinkle twinkle Christmas star then fingers across bringing wise men from afar to a special baby boy who's the saviour bringing joy twinkle twinkle Christmas light Shining over Bethlehem bright and we'll sing that through twice right that's that <laughs>
0: We now come on to hear God's Word read. Right.
2: Our first reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 1 and we're going to read verses 18 to 25. You'll find that on page 965. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet, Now let's turn to Hebrews chapter 1, uh, reading verses 1 to 3. And you'll find that on page 1201. Hebrews chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, Whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all the things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Now we turn to chapter to Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. That's on page 1202. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. Now on to verse 14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Amen. May God bless this reading from his holy word. Now let's continue to worship again. Um, We're going to sing hymn 102, and it's Come, Thou Long Expected Jesus.
0: Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you that you have come to us through Jesus. We thank you that he died for us and rose again and is at your side. We thank you for the gift of your spirit. We thank you that your spirit helps us to understand your word And so we pray that you would make your word clear to us today, that you would speak to our hearts, you speak to our minds, and help us, Lord, to know what you want to say to us, the things that will help us in our lives, that will help us to worship you with our lives, help us in our relationships, help us in all the things that face us. We thank you, Lord, that you care for us so much, that you would come for us. So, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the season of Christmas uh, can be a particularly busy time for people. We have extra events and church services for starters. We have our Christmas gifts and presents to buy and to wrap, Christmas cards and letters to write and post or email preparations for our Christmas dinners, and perhaps people to visit and parties to attend. And so it's important for us to find space to reflect on the true wonder and meaning of Christmas beyond all the external happenings. I'm sure there are things that we each find special in the celebrations, the The decorations, opening our Christmas cards, hearing from people we've not heard from for a while perhaps, and our Advent calendars, uh, singing carols and meeting up with family or friends for special meals together. However, the real wonder of Christmas is contained in our Bible readings today. As we heard first of the story of Joseph being reassured by the angel in the dream, the angel of the Lord, that it was okay for him to take Mary home to be his wife. Now, we we hear that Joseph, um, from this passage, we find that he's an upright man. He wanted to do the right thing and also follow God's law. And so it was a perplexing situation for him. And he was concerned by the discovery that Mary, his betrothed, was found to be pregnant and he wasn't the father. The message from the angel of the Lord, who appeared to Joseph in a dream, was absolutely outstanding, however. Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And Matthew's Gospel goes on to explain that this wasn't some random act of God, uh, but something planned even from before the beginning of time, but prophesied about hundreds of years before. He says it says in the Gospel, "All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah, that is, "The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son." And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's a direct quote from the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. And it gives us, in a nutshell, the true wonder of Christmas, the Christmas story. Because we're told that this child isn't just some special baby. This isn't just any other human being. This child is born of a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit, completely unique. This Jesus, this child who was born of Mary to save people from their sins is none other than Emmanuel, God with us. This is God coming from heaven in the person of his son who is both fully God and also becomes fully human. This is the true wonder of Christmas, the story of God's love reaching down from heaven to come and be with us in the person of Jesus. There are of course many questions that might spring to mind when we think about this, when we step back from the familiarity of the story and really consider that it is truly a wonder that God would come and do this. And one of the questions we might ask ourselves is, well, why would God have to do this? Why would he have to come all the way from heaven to save us from darkness and from sin? Why could he not have done things differently? Well, there are many ways we can begin to answer that question. And the Bible gives us many good and solid reasons why Jesus had to come to live and die and rise again. As the son of God, but also as the son of man. That favorite title that Jesus gave, gave himself because he wanted us to know that he was really with us. Fully God and also fully human. Of course, there is real mystery in this. This is what theologians call the incarnation, that God would take on flesh and become a man to become God with us. And so if we don't fully comprehend things, it's because we never fully comprehend the the love of God of coming to earth to be with us in the person of his son, Jesus. One of the stories I've come across um, of someone grasping with this this difficult thing to, to grasp, this mystery and wonder of God becoming a man in Jesus, is this story of a farmer who didn't believe in the Christmas story. The idea that God would become a man was absurd to him. His wife, however, was a, a devout Christian believer and raised her children in the faith. Now, the farmer sometimes gave her a hard time mocking her faith and belief that in the story that God came among us as a little baby in Bethlehem. It's all nonsense, he said, why would God lower himself to become human like us it 's such a ridiculous story. However, on one snowy Sunday evening, his wife took the children to church while the farmer relaxed at home and after they had left, um, the weather deteriorated into a, a blinding snowstorm and then he heard a, a loud thump outside and then another one, and he went out to see what was happening and there was the field full of a flock of geese. They'd been migrating south, but had been disorientated by the storm. They couldn't couldn't fly, they couldn't see their way, and they were stranded on his farm. And the farmer had compassion on them. He wanted to help them and realised that his barn would be a, a good shelter for the night, and so he opened the barn doors and stood back, hoping they would make their way inside but the geese didn't realize the barn would be a good shelter for them. And so the farmer tried to shoo them into the barn, but they just ran in different directions. He was perplexed what to do, so he got some bread and made a trail into the barn door, but still they didn't catch on. Nothing seemed to work to get the uh, geese into the barn, into the shelter and the warmth out of the storm. And so feeling totally frustrated, he shouted at them, why don't you follow me? Can't you see this is the only place where you can survive the storm? And he thought to himself, how can I possibly get them to follow me? And then he realized that these wild geese would not follow a human. And so he thought, if only I could become one of them, if only I could become a goose, and then I could save them, I could lead them in. At that moment, the farmer stopped and realized what he just said to himself. If only I could become like one of them, then I could save them. And suddenly the penny dropped. At last he understood why God's Son became a little baby all those years before. At last he glimpsed the reason why God's Son came to save people from their sins. At last he understood the wonder of God's heart, of love, for all mankind. And so he fell on his knees and there in the snow and worshiped God. The letter to the Hebrews, uh, from which our other Bible readings came, it unpacks further for us the reasons why God had to come into the world to save us. It tells us a great deal about the uniqueness of Jesus, like many other parts of the New Testament in particular. It tells us more of why it was so important that God came to be with us in the person of his Son as fully God and still and, and fully human. And part of that reason, as, as the farmer in the story discovered, is that so that God could speak directly to us through his Son. It says in Hebrews chapter 1, In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets, at many times in various ways. So it was an indirect way of speaking, if you like. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made the universe. His Son is the radiance of God's glory, an exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. And so there the writer is assuring us that this is God's Son. And God had chosen to speak through his Son. He co- chosen to come into our world in a new and more full way than before, to display his glory so that we could discover the true light that Jesus brings to dispel the darkness in our lives. And because Jesus is fully God, He is able to tell us of God's love for us directly and fully in a way that helps us know that God is truly with us because he understands everything we experience and go through. But as we read on in those verses in Hebrews chapter one and two that we we heard read we discover it's not just because God wants to speak to us more directly and and fully, it's not just an issue of communication. We're told that it was absolutely necessary that he came in human form, that he came into our humanity to save us from our sins. It says in verses 14 and 15 of chapter 2 of Hebrews that Jesus shared our human, humanity, our flesh and blood, so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held slavery by their fear of death. Now, it would take a long time to unpack that more fully, but what we find here is that the Bible is absolutely clear that it was necessary for God to become fully human through Jesus. Not just to show us what God is like, but to enter into our suffering, to enter into our death, to enter into the things that hold us back. Though he didn't sin, he suffered temptation, but he overcame sin. He took our sins away on the cross. He overcame the power of the devil. He overcame death. He had to come as a man because he had to enter into what we go through in order to save us from that. And so he was able to say that we are his brothers and sisters as it says in verse 11 in chapter 2. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. How amazing to be called brothers and sisters of God's Son. And so by being born as a baby in Bethlehem to the Virgin Mary, by the power of God's Spirit, Jesus was able to enter into this fullness of the experience of humanity that we have and rescue us from the darkness of our lives and all that seeks to separate us from this everlasting love that God has for us. Jesus, if you like, breaks us out of the prison of our own sins and failings, and the spiral of desperation and despair that often overcomes people. He leads us through the, through faith and, and forgiveness into the glorious and loving presence of God, whom we can know as our Heavenly Father, every day of our lives he takes us out of the storm into the warmth of his presence hebrews chapter 2 verse 17 and 18 say for this reason he had to be made like them fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to god and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. It says that Jesus becomes our high priest. Now, maybe that's a concept that's difficult for us to grasp exactly, but it just means that he not only saves us from our sins, but he is also able to speak on our behalf to God. He's like our advocate, He is for us. He is able to speak for us. He knows what we go through. And what we need to remind ourselves often is that because Jesus is God with us, God who became fully human while remaining fully God, he knows exactly what we go through. Although he never sinned and gave into temptation, he was tempted in the same ways that we are. And so he's able to help us, to help those who are being tempted and to intercede for us. And so if we ever were to think, God, you just don't understand what I'm going through. The Bible reminds us that Jesus has also gone through our sufferings, our griefs, our temptations. And he is able to lead us through them. He is able to help us with our failures and our sins. He is able to meet us in our pain and in our grief because he has suffered for us. Ultimately, through his death on the cross for our sins, so we could come into the loving and joyful presence of God, not just when we die, but this very day by the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's why God is able to meet us at our point of need and to lift us up and to transform our lives forever. Today, for our gift service, we've been bringing Christmas presents for the Precious Trust. And some of you know the, the story of Mae Nicholson, the, the founder of the Precious Trust, who uh, went home to be with her Lord this earlier this year and that she is an amazing example of this transforming power of God's love and the power of Jesus to save and transform people. Just to tell you a bit about the precious Trust, which if you don't know what precious means, it's the Gaelic for uh, precious, because it says in God's word that we are all precious in God's sight. And they, they work among people. Um, mainly around the Lindhouse area in Glasgow, people that suffer problems of exclusion, of social exclusion. And they work to help people in poverty, those who have problems with alcohol and drug addictions, as well as people with um, low self-esteem and other difficulties that cause exclusion. And they do this by engaging with people through a range of activities, seeking to cater for the whole person, meeting individual physical and mental as well as spiritual needs because they are a Christian organization. And May Nicholson's story is told in her biography, Miracles from Mayhem. And uh, you can read there fuller of her story, but uh, just share a little bit of it uh, this morning. And she she talks about growing up. um, She was from Paisley and uh, uh, she grew up... uh, her, her family was um, not, not well off, um, but she uh, unfortunately uh, started taking alcohol and found that it actually she became an alcoholic from a very er- early age. Just, it, she said she was, an, she, she was susceptible to that, she became an alcoholic. Um, and it caused great problems for her and her family because um, she, she just basically went wild in her, her early teens. Some people would have been alright, but she went wild. None of her, the rest of her family seemed to go off the rails, but she did. And she spent most of the time drunk and getting into trouble. And ended up in several occasions in police cells and hospitals and mental health institutions. And as she related her story her life seemed to be hopeless and chaotic. And she was bound Um, by her addiction but one day she decided to go with her sister to a meeting where she heard about the love of God and Jesus could save her and after praying at the end of the meeting with the pastor she gave her life to Jesus and her life was transformed. Now she admits herself there were ups and downs. She uh, didn't become perfect overnight but It made a huge change straight away. And God called her to become a missionary for Jesus, telling people how God had saved her. First of all, among her neighbors in Fergusley Park and Paisley. And then in all the other places that God took her in the coming years. Years uh, after her conversion, uh, one local doctor met her um, at a meeting, but didn't recognize her at first because the only time the last time he'd seen her, she was completely drunk and he was attending to her, um, to her needs. But this time she was the speaker at this Christian meeting. It was quite a transformation. The wonder of the Christmas story is that God came to be with us through Jesus, through that baby born of the Virgin Mary and the Holy Spirit. And the good news that we have to share is that God continues to come to us in our own needs. Now, we may not have the same problems that uh, May Nicholson had, but we all have different things that we find difficult. Jesus met people from a whole range of backgrounds, a whole range of difficulties. And in each case, he spoke hope and life to them. And this is the God that we worship, the God who has come among us, the God who has experienced what we go through. And so we can come to him because he continues to come to us through his spirit to give us new birth into his family, to welcome us into his presence and to transform our lives day by day so that we can, in turn, Give our lives back to him in praise and glory. This is our God. This is Emmanuel. This is God with us. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that uh, this is not just a nice story. We thank you, Lord, that this is truth of your gospel, that you have come to be one with us, that you have come to rescue us from our sins, from our failings, from our brokenness. Lord, we thank you that uh, you do not stand far off from us, but that you come to us today by your Spirit and that you invite us to know you, to know your love, to know the love of a father. So, Lord, help us to respond in our own way, to respond to you for your graciousness in coming to us through Jesus to be God with us. And help us to take this message of hope that we can share with others, that we can share that whatever they go through as well, there is hope, there is a way of peace, of joy, and life forever. So we thank you, Lord, that you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to continue to worship now as we sing our next hymn, which is hymn number 162, From Heaven You Came, The Servant King. (laughs) come before God now with our prayers for others. Let us pray. High King of heaven, our glorious everlasting God, as we progress through this season of Advent, we thank you for the wonder of your love in coming all the way from heaven to be God with us, Emmanuel. Jesus, our servant king, we thank you that you have entered into our humanity to save us completely from the darkness of sin and death and the power of the evil one. We give you our praise that because of Jesus, we have a message of hope for the whole world. We thank you for the work of the precious trust and pray that you would bless them and all those who receive our gifts this Christmas. Sovereign Lord, we bring before you the needs of our world and thank you that you invite us to join with you in the transforming work of your kingdom to bring new life, hope, and peace to people, families, communities, and nations and so we bring before you the needs of our nation. In this week of the general election, gracious Father, we pray for your protection and sustaining of each candidate as they make their final preparations for the vote. We pray for each person who votes for wisdom and guidance in making decisions. We pray for all those who will become the new government and the members of parliament who will sit in the opposition. We pray that you will lead them in ways of integrity, of compassion, of justice, and the humility to listen and to act for the good of the people they will serve. Mighty and eternal God, We pray for your people in this parish and throughout the world that through the power of your Holy Spirit we may live with courage and faith in sharing the gospel of Christ in word and deed. We pray for our Queen and all those in authority that in the fulfilling of their duties they may be guided by your Spirit and upheld by your grace we pray for our community our country and the nations of the world that following the ways of truth and justice they may be free from bitterness and strife and by the power of your love live in peace bless with your comfort all who are in trouble or pain heal those who are sick Support those who are dying. Console those who mourn. Supply the wants of those who are in need. Bless our homes that love and joy may dwell there and keep those who are absent from us within the protection of your love. We give thanks for those who have died in the faith, especially those known to us who have entered into the joy and peace of your nearer presence. Grant that we may follow their example and come to share with them the glory of everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit is worshipped and glorified forever and ever. Amen. We continue our worship as we bring our gifts and offerings to God. Gracious God, as we bring you our offerings, we thank you that you are the God who gives to us and goes on giving, who shared our humanity so that we might share your eternity, who offered your own son so that we might become your children, and who was ready to die for us so that we might live for you. For this, we give you our grateful thanks and praise Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and King. Amen. We close our worship as we sing our final hymn, Mission Praise number 266, I Cannot Tell Why He Whom Angels Worship. Go now in peace to love and serve our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you this day and remain with you always.